You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins and the Mets opened up a three-game tilt. The young right-hander, Eduardo Cabrera, made his third career start in the big leagues, went opposite of the veteran right-hander, Cookie Carrasco, the New York Mets. With a recap, as always, here's Glenn Geffner. A long night at the ballpark, and uh, it goes the Mets' way tonight. 9-4, the final. New York takes the opening game of this three-game series here at Lone Depot Park. Edward Cabrera started against Carlos Carrasco. A lot of early offense in this one. In inning number one, Jonathan Villar worked a walk, leading things off against Cabrera. Francisco Lindor reached on the fielder's choice. Villar raced at second base, 4-6. to six. So with one on and one out, the rookie Cabrera in his third big league start had to face Pete Alonso, sitting on 99 career big league homers. Cabrera's 2-2 pitch, a blast a long way, deep to left center field. There goes number 100 for Pete Alonzo, and it's 2-0 Mets. In his 347th big league game, Alonzo the second fastest in history to reach the century mark. So the Mets had the early lead, but back came the Marlins quickly against Carrasco, who's had season-long issues in the first inning tonight. Jazz Chisholm, an infield hit to lead things off. Brian De La Cruz is single, putting runners at first and third with nobody out in the bottom of the first for rookie right fielder Jesus Sanchez. On 0-1, Sanchez line drive to right. That's another base hit. Chisholm's in to score. De La Cruz stops at second, and here come the Marlins. It's 2-1 in the first. And they had runners at first and second with nobody out, but Lewis Brinson struck out. Joe Panic a fly ball to center. Jorge Alfaro walk, loading the bases, but Isan Diaz grounded to second, and it was 2-1 Mets. After one. In the second, Cabrera settled down, had a 1-2-3 inning on 15 pitches. In the Marlins' second, Eddie Alvarez reached on an error by Francisco Lindor. Marlins had the leadoff man at first base for the pitcher, Edward Cabrera. Cabrera squares now on 0-1. Third baseman VR is in close. There goes the runner. Cabrera swings. Lines one. Fair down the left field line. Extra bases. Cabrera's first big league hit's going to go for extra bases. Around third coming home, Alvarez. Cabrera's got a double, and we're tied at two. How about that? And the Marlins at that point in a 2-2 game had a man at second. Nobody out, but Cabrera never advanced beyond second base. He had the top of the order coming up. Chisholm a fly ball to right. De La Cruz a strikeout, and Sanchez bounced back to the pitcher, so it was 2-2 after 2. Top of the third, it started well enough for Edward Cabrera. He struck out Carlos Carrasco. At that point, he'd set down six straight since the Alonzo home run, but he would not record another out in this game. In fact, he would lose control. Jonathan Villar in a 3-2 count walked. Francisco Lindor, a four-pitch walk. Pete Alonzo then walked. The Mets had the bases loaded on three straight one-out walks from Michael Conforto. 62 pitches, only 30 strikes for Cabrera. Could use a ground ball right at somebody. The 1-1, it hit him. Conforto is hit by the pitch. That'll force in the go-ahead run. 3-2 Mets. So three straight walks, then hit Batsman. And the control issues would continue with Javier Baez coming up next. 1-0 pitch to Baez. He's hit by the pitch. And now they're asking if he might have hit the bat. If he offered at it, no, says the first base umpire, Todd Tishner. So three walks, then back-to-back hit batsman, and it's 4-2 Mets. 
That would be it for Cabrera, done after only two and a third innings tonight. 65 pitches, only 31 strikes. Threw more balls, 34, than strikes, 31 tonight. He left the bases loaded with one out for Zach Thompson, and Thompson in a tough spot, having just moved into the bullpen. Got warmed up in a hurry, came into a mess, got Jeff McNeil in a fly ball to shallow left for out number two, got Kevin Pillar to ground out, and he escaped the inning without any further damage. But the Mets scored two runs without the benefit of a hit, three walks, two bases loaded hit by pitches, and the Mets led 4-2 into the bottom of the third. Cabrera, two and a third innings, he allowed only one hit, but gave up four runs all earned, walked four, hit two, struck out one, allowed the Alonzo home run through 65 pitches, 31 strikes. Thompson got out of that third inning in the bottom of the third. Marlon's got a leadoff single from Lewis Brinson, who had a couple hits in this game tonight. With one at Jorge Alfaro, reached on a throwing error by the third baseman, Jonathan Villar. That put men at second and third, and brought Isan Diaz to the plate, trying to get the Marlins back within a run. Two balls and a strike to Isan. Tying men in scoring position. Second and third, one out. On 2-1, Diaz. It's a fly ball to center. Field should be deep enough to score a run. Pilar going back onto the track in front of Auto Nation Alley makes the catch. Brinson tags. He'll come home. Alfaro tags. He goes to third. And on the Isan Diaz sack fly, Miami pulls back with a run now at 4-3. And the Marlins were not through in the inning. Next up, Eddie Alvarez. 2-1 to Alvarez. is shot into left center field. Pilar racing into the alley. Long way to go. Not going to get there. It's going to rattle up against the wall. In to score Alfaro on a double by Eddie Alvarez. Welcome back, Eddie. We're tied at four. Alvarez just up from AAA Jacksonville today, making his 2021 Marlins debut after he made his big league debut with 12 appearances for Miami last year. The two-time Olympian with the RBI double. And it was 4-4 after three. Now it would stay 4-4 all the way into the sixth inning. Paul Campbell replaced Zach Thompson in the fourth, set down the side in order, pitched around a two-out double by Conforto in the fifth inning. We went to the sixth, tied at four. That's when things got away from the Marlins. Jeff McNeil leadoff single after Kevin Pillar grounded out, advancing McNeil down to second base. Pat Mazika reached on an error by the first baseman, Joe Panic. Mazika had a ground ball to first. Panic tried to flip to the pitcher covering for the out. Would have been the second out in the inning, but he made the toss behind Campbell, and that put runners to the corners and ended Campbell's night. Zach Pop came on with one out in the sixth inning and tie game. He walked a pinch hitter, uh, Dominic Smith, and the bases were loaded for Jonathan VR. Pops 1-2. VR grounds one to the shortstop. Chisholm juggles, recovers, goes to second. Late, everybody's safe. Mets lead 5-4. Jazz Chisholm in his 24th start of the year at shortstop has just made his ninth error. And it's a costly one. And it would be the first of two errors he would make at shortstop here tonight with Miguel Rojas sidelined by... Left trapezius soreness. So the Mets had lead. They weren't done. The bases remained loaded for the shortstop, Francisco Lindor. 1-1. Lindor, line drive left center. That's down for a base hit. That'll score Mazika. Smith coming to the plate. Throws into third base. Lindor, a two-run single. And the Mets extend the lead to 7-4. Campbell tonight would work two and a third innings. Two hits, two unearned runs. Couple of strikeouts. Zach Pop, two-thirds of an inning, a hit, an unearned run, and a walk. 
Sean Gunther, one, two, three, seventh in the eighth. He allowed an unearned run. Kevin Pillar reaching on a leadoff error by Jazz Chisholm, coming around to score on a double by pinch hitter J.D. Davis. That made it at that point eight to four Mets. In the ninth, we got the Marlins' debut of Taylor Williams, just claimed off waivers from the Padres. Pete Alonso, the first man he faced as a Marlin, hit his second home run of the night. That made it 9-4, and 9-4 is how this one would end. Carlos Carrasco went the first five for the Mets. Seven hits, four runs, one earned. Walked one, struck out four. Aaron Loop, Trevor May, Brad Hand, and Miguel Castro combined on the final four innings, each working one inning here tonight as the Mets take the series opener at Lone Depot Park by the final score of 9-4. to four. For the Mets, nine runs on only six hits. They made three errors and stranded six. Miami, four runs, ten hits, three errors, ten left. Carlos Carrasco, the winning pitcher, his first victory as a Met. He's one and two. Paul Campbell takes the loss, one and three. Time of the game was three hours, 59 minutes. Mets with the winner back above 500 at 70 and 69. Now 29 and 42 on the road and seven and six against the Marlins. As for Miami, 57 and 81 with this loss tonight, 36 and 34 through the first 70 home games of the season. Mets have won nine of their last 11. And with a win either tomorrow night or Thursday night, they'd have a fourth straight series win for the first time this season. Marlins pitcher struck out five tonight with every strikeout being worth $25. The Marlins Foundation is going to make a $125 contribution to Auto Nation's Drive Think Initiative based on the effort here tonight. For the season now, closing on $29,000 as the Marlins once again partner in 2021 with AutoNation and their Drive Think Initiative to try to strike out cancer in our community. Mets pull away late, beat the Marlins 9-4. New York now 70-69. and 69. The Mets uh, remain four games back of the Braves in the National League East. The Marlins fall back to 57 and 81. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after the loss. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, Donnie, just with Cabrera, it seemed like he didn't really have command, especially of the off-speed pitches tonight. Did this one kind of seem like a struggle for him from the start? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, the one inning got away for sure. Uh, obviously, early, um, you know, you know, that first inning, I, it's hard to to judge him first on all the starters, it seems like. But the, obviously, the, I think it was the third there that just seemed to get away. The strike zone got away from him, hit a couple guys. I think he walked through that inning. Uh, yeah, just kind of got out of sorts there. And then um, Jesus Aguilar being the late scratch, uh, is he okay? Well, we hope. Obviously, scratching means, you know, something, you know, I, I know his knee was sore. Um, I'm sure they'll – Further evaluations tomorrow. Um, see where we're at. Hopefully, he's good. Jordan, yeah. Hey, Daniel, with Aguilar, do you know when that popped up? We saw him out there during warm up and stretch and all that. When did that sort of a, come up with him? Yeah, I, you know, we haven't heard much about it. He said it's been going on for a few weeks, uh, and he tried to swing before the game and just couldn't. He couldn't swing. It took like two swings, they said in the cage, and it was like really couldn't hit. So, um, not sure of, you know, just listening to him. He said it's been a few weeks going on, um, but he's been pretty, pretty quiet about it. And then back on the pitching front, after you have to take Edward out in the third, to be able to get multiple innings out of Campbell and Gunther to sort of save your bullpen, especially with the start of nine straight games, just how much didn't that help going through this run you're about to have? 
Well, uh, I don't know, but they did a nice job. I mean, as simple as that. I thought, you know, Paul was good, hadn't pitched in a while, uh, did a nice job. Uh, I thought Gunther was pretty good too. Uh, we we didn't help ourselves. Um, you know, kick the ball around a little bit and give them extra chances. Um, walk people, hit people. Um, it wasn't our prettiest game, so um, you know, we didn't help ourselves tonight. Christina. Yeah, Donnie, in that third inning with Edward, when something like that's happening with a young starter, how do you balance, um, you know, trying to let him work through it, but he's obviously clearly lost it with those consecutive hit batters? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously trying to let him get out of it, you know, give him a chance because he could throw the ball on the ground. You know, I think it was Baez where it ended, but he hit him in the hand. Um, but, you know, he's got an out, and he's, he's got a chance to get out of it right there. Um I wanted to give him that chance, but when he hits another guy there after three walks, it's like, okay, not going to let him just keep struggling out there like that. Um, you know, so again, I want to let him like to let him try to work through it, but I'm just not going to let him get buried out there. I'm just curious, you know, obviously it didn't go well for him. Is there anything positive he can take away from this start? Absolutely. You're going to learn from every start um, and he'll, They'll go in tomorrow or the, or the day after, and they'll, they'll look at the start and what was going on. Uh, if something was happening mechanically, if he was, you know, trying to do too much, um, you know, again, these are all things for him to experience um, and learn from. Like we said, I know I've used Trevor a lot in this scenario with these young guys. There were some outings like this for Trevor last year where it, it didn't go great. But these are all learning experiences and, and going to be valuable for them uh, if they use them like that. Jess? Uh, Jess, uh, or I'm sorry, Donnie, just with Jazz on the eighth, it looked like that ball took kind of a funny hop and hit him in the thumb. When you were on uh, basically the sideline with him, did he tell you kind of what happened on that play? Yeah, the ball hit pretty good. and uh, He was trying to get his glove there. He didn't get any glove on. He got him in the thumb. Um, you know, in the, in the pad or maybe possibly right above it. Um, and so more bruised than anything. It, it may be a little sore, but obviously, you know, he was able to stay in the game, throw, uh, hit. And was, so he's able to do all that. So I think we, we got away with one, like a bruise there. But that ball just kind of, he was trying to get his glove on. I think it was PR, right? Pilar. Um, yeah, it looked like he just didn't get the glove to it. It was hit pretty good. Jordan? Hey, Don, your thoughts on how Eddie Alvarez did tonight? Good. You know, Eddie had good at best tonight. You know, smokes that ball in the left center. He had another ball good in the right center, right-handed. I uh, thought he was more under control than we seen last year, a little calmer. Um, yeah, I thought, I, thought, I thought Eddie looked good. Daniel? Yeah, Don, uh, you mentioned about the positives on, on, on Cabrera and, and what he can learn after this start, but I wanted to ask you about the play in, in the second inning when he hit the double that he first showed the bunt and then he uh, drove in Eddie from, from first. Yeah, just a slash, right? And we've used it a little bit this year. Um, that was a little unusual because we used it back-to-back, right? And, um, you know, I thought the combination was pretty good. Eddie runs good. Uh, their guy's a little slow to the plate. I feel like if you get a swing and a miss there, Eddie's going to get that bag. 
So it's it's a little bit of gamble on both sides of that, but you, you like your chances even if he swings and misses. But Edwards probably swung the bat better than any pitcher we've had from the time he got here. The first swing he took is like, oh my goodness, this guy's got good got a good swing and he's aggressive. So um, yeah, just wanted to you know, try to put the game in, in motion right there. And one last one for me. In the first inning, when De La Cruz was on second base, uh, in panic, he had a fly ball to center field. And he, De La Cruz, he was kind of trying to tag to go from second to third, but then he, he went back. Uh, I don't know if you, if you remember the play, but do you think he had a chance to, to go to third in that play? Yeah, he probably could have tagged, but he had the right read. He should have been halfway. There was one out there. That's, that's a kind of a ball you can't be tagging if it gets over his head and not score. So that's one of those you play that halfway. Um, yeah, so he, he actually ended up with the right read. And he had another – the turn he made at first uh, on, on the hit he got in the first two was a, the right turn. He made an aggressive turn. He was way out there. If they throw that ball to third base, he can keep going. Um, yeah, so he, I think he had the right read there. Last one, Jess. Thanks, Daniel. Uh Donnie, the Mets have won the last four straight stretching back to the games in New York last week. I know you mentioned some of some of the errors, some of the self-inflicted wounds, you know, just what has been the overall biggest challenge uh, with the Mets and, and kind of what you want to see cleaned up moving into tomorrow's game. Well, the big, you know, the first game there really has set the tone for this. You know, we have the five run lead. Don't hold that lead in the ninth. And I think we get beat three to one or something the second game where we pitched good. We just didn't put any runs up. Um, yeah, we set the tone with the first one. I don't know if I can't remember all the games there, if they were sloppy or not, but um, they've kind of gotten the upper hand on us. Um, and we haven't been able to, you know, we haven't really recovered from that, that first one. But tonight, I mean, I, I thought, you know, we were hanging in that game. We got down a couple of times and came right back. Um, I liked our club. They were, we were battling. We just, you know, those extra runs there we give up in the sixth. Uh, I thought hurt us just from the standpoint of we, we kind of hurt ourselves. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 9-4 loss to the New York Mets in game one last night. Game two comes your way tonight at 6-40. Sandy Alcantara versus the veteran left-hander Rich Hill. We're on the air at 6-10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins radio network driven by AutoNation.